Hey guys, God bless you. My name is Danny. I'm so glad that you can join us uh, today as we continue our series called Elijah. We've been looking at an Old Testament character uh, out of 1 Kings. His name is Elijah. It's been an amazing, a fascinating series. I hope you've been intrigued as much as I have. We are learning so much in the middle of this series. And today we're going to be talking about prayer. Uh, in fact, we're going to jump right into it. And if you're taking notes today, I, I do encourage you to follow along. We have message notes on the Bible app or on our Facebook uh, page. You can go ahead and follow along with today's message notes. The big idea for today is this, and that is that we can pray bold prayers because of Jesus. We can pray bold prayers uh, because of Jesus. Everything that we're going to be talking about today is about prayer. And we're going to be looking at uh, a fascinating prayer uh, uh, that Elijah did uh, in today's chapter. Now, uh, I wanted to start off by saying this, that one of the first things that we implemented as a church, uh, once we entered this whole uh, COVID-19 crisis, once we entered, uh, you know, this whole ordeal with everything that's going on in the world and, and every, the stay-at-home order and businesses, churches, everything, closing down restaurants, uh, closing down, one of the first things that we implemented at Swerve Church was an evening of prayer and worship. Because I really do strongly believe that especially in times of crisis, it's super important that we stay connected to God, that we earnestly seek the Lord, that we would that we would look out there and that we would connect to God, that we would hear from God, especially in the middle of these hard times. You know, and I'm really grateful that a lot of you truly understand the importance of prayer. Uh, but I also understand that not many of you get it. Not many of you understand. And my prayer is that today you would understand the importance of prayer, especially in these difficult times, and that you would see it as a necessity to join us on Fridays and, and to come and pass by and to and not just to sit in as a spectator, but to pray along and, and to submit your prayer request to be prayed for because there is power in prayer. It is something that is extremely vital and important. Now we're going to open up by looking at James chapter 5, verse 17. Now I, I understand this isn't James is in the New Testament. This isn't where we have necessarily been um, studying, but it's interesting because James does make mention of Elijah and specifically of his prayer. I look at what it says, James chapter 5, verse 17. It says, Elijah was a human being uh, as we are, and he prayed earnestly that it would not rain. And for three years and six months, it did not rain on the land. All right, so here's talking about uh, Elijah's prayer life. We get a little behind the scenes look at Elijah's prayer life. He prayed earnestly. This was, he was a praying man. He prayed earnestly. And so today we're going to be looking at specifically uh, a posture of Elijah and his prayer in 1 Kings chapter 18. Uh, let me just recap in case you missed the past uh, two weeks or so as we've been uh, in this series. Um, Elijah confronted King Ahab, who the Bible describes as, uh, as absolutely one of the worst kings uh, to ever have lived. And he told, uh, he told King Ahab that God would withhold the rain. Of course, this was a horrible sentence in those days as so much dependent on the rain, the agriculture, drink, food, uh, to, to, to cook, clean, etc. It was very, very important. And so this would have been an, an economic downfall for sure. Um, now, then Elijah, last week we spoke about, confronts uh, the false god Baal at this epic showdown where they prepare two sacrifices, two altars. And, and, and he says, the God that, that, that sets the sacrifice on fire is the one true God. And Elijah prays and, and God answers the prayer and he consumes uh, the, the sacrifice. It was amazing. And now it's finally time to rain. The rain has been withheld for three and a half years. 
And how's it going to happen? What's going to happen? Well, Elijah is going to pray. Maybe you've asked yourself the question, how do I pray? How do I even do that? Uh, maybe, you know, this, this whole idea of prayer is not necessarily something that you don't want to do, uh, but maybe just something that you don't understand and you don't really understand how to pray or what that looks like. Uh, hopefully today we, we'll have a conversation about that and help you understand that a little bit more. Because uh, I don't know about you, but for me, certainly, I know I can do better in my prayer life. And I, and I would bet that it's probably the same for you as well. And so today we're going to examine Elijah's prayer. And here's what we're going to pull out. We're going to pull out some the qualities of effective prayer. The qualities of an effective prayer uh, by looking at Elijah's prayer. So let's begin by looking up um, in 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 42. Here's what it says. Elijah went up to the summit of Carmel. Now check this out. He bent down on the ground and put his face between the knees. I want you guys here to examine the posture of Elijah as he as he uh, approaches God in prayer. It says that that he he bent down to the ground and it was a posture of humility. It's a posture of surrender. And that's where we first that's where we find our first quality of an effective prayer and that is that effective prayers are humble. Effective prayers are humble. You see, Elijah's physical posture was symbolic of his spiritual posture. Elijah's physical posture was symbolic of his spiritual posture. You see, Elijah realized that he wouldn't be able to do anything about this rain. That he wouldn't be able to bring down the rain. But he knew that God is great that God is mighty, that God, that God is sustainer and provider, and that God certainly can provide the rain. He realized that this was an insurmountable task, that this was way beyond him. It was way greater than him, but he knew that it wasn't way beyond God. That even though uh, this particular moment was much greater than him, he realized and he humbled himself before God and depended on God to answer this prayer. You know, guys, sometimes it takes... Uh, it takes us being before an insurmountable, a seemingly insurmountable situation before we can humble ourselves, before we can actually approach God. And if you've, and if you've been to that breaking point, if you've reached a time in your life when you've been just completely broken, then you know exactly what that feels like. And you know that humbling experience. And you know, if you haven't, uh, then I have some alarming news. Uh, at some point in your life, you will. You will reach that breaking point where you will have to utterly call out on God and depend on Him and humble yourself before Him. And it's so extremely important. We go back to the book of James in the New Testament, chapter 5, verse 6 and 10 says this, God resists the proud, but He gives grace to the humble. Humble yourselves before the Lord and He will exalt you. Elijah bows down. He, he, he gets to his knees. He puts his face between his knees. And he humbly cries out to God. Uh, now maybe you're at home and you're thinking, well, Danny, is that, is that what do I do? Is that how I, how I have to pray? Maybe. Maybe that is the posture you should take. It's not necessary. You don't have to. But for some of you, maybe that is the posture you need to take today. For others of us, uh, maybe it's your heart that needs to be inclined. It's your heart that needs to bow down uh, before God. Uh, but no matter what, it, it is symbolic of taking a humble posture before God. And so Elijah is praying to God. It's been a long time. It's been a long time since it rained. And he's praying to God, God, do what only you can do. God, you open up the heavens. You make it rain. You, you called me to do this, God. You set me apart as a prophet. And so now I'm, 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 I'm depending on you. You need to come through, God. You need to make this happen. 
And so in the middle of Elijah's prayer, he goes on and he does this in 1 Kings 18, verse 43. He says, Then he said to his servant, Go up and look toward the sea. So he went up, looked, and said, There's nothing. And seven times Elijah said, Go back. So here's what's happening. Uh, he has his servant that's with him. And as he's praying, he's like, God, you know, open up the heavens, make it rain. And we need you, God. You, you need to show up. He tells the servant, all right, go see if you see uh, a cloud. Go see if you see some raindrops. Do you see, do you see a storm approaching? And so the servant goes, he, he looks, it's clear skies. He comes back to Elijah and says, I don't, I don't see anything. And Elijah goes back to praying. God, you need to make this happen. Oh, Lord, I humble myself before you. I depend on you, God. Make it rain. And then he sends his servant back to do it again. And this goes on for seven times. If you can imagine, I don't know if you've ever uh, prayed for something any, any bit of time uh, for a little bit. You can grow a little tired or weird, but, but Elijah doesn't give up. He continues to send the servant to check out. And that's where we learn our second quality of an effective prayer. And that is that effective prayers are persistent. Effective prayers are persistent. He sends his servant to look out for rain. The servant doesn't see anything. He comes back to Elijah. Elijah prays again. And then he sends his servant back out. The servant doesn't see anything. He comes back again. Elijah goes back to praying. And he sends his servant out. He does this seven times. Elijah doesn't give up. He doesn't say, God, like, where are you, God? Why aren't you showing up? He doesn't doubt God. He doesn't throw in the towel. He just continues to persistently pray. Elijah is persistent and he goes back to praying and he sends out for the report again. When he gets the news, he goes back to praying. He does this seven times. Let me ask you guys a question. What have you been praying about that you have quit? What have you been praying about that you've been waiting to hear from God? You've been waiting to hear an answer and you haven't received that answer yet. You see, guys, effective prayers are persistent. You know, maybe you've been praying for your marriage. Your marriage is on the rocks. Or maybe you've been praying about, you know, that relationship that's been broken with that family member or that close friend. Or, or maybe you've been praying for that person in your life, that, that really close friend or that neighbor that is far from Christ. And, and you haven't seen any movement. You haven't seen any progress or even feels like they've taken two or three steps back. Maybe you've had this pain that you've been struggling with, this deep emotional pain or, or mental strain. Or, or maybe there's this sickness that you've been praying, God, please take away the sickness from me for you or for a family member. What, what have you been praying about that you've given up on? Effective prayers are persistent. And let me just encourage you, don't give up. Don't give up. Continue to pray. Continue to take a posture of humility and continue to call on God. Continue to press in. Here's, here's what happens to Elijah's persistent prayer. 1 Kings 18.44 says, On the seventh time he reported, the servant reported to Elijah, there's a cloud as small as a man's hand coming up from the sea. So at the seventh time, finally, he comes back with this report and he says, there's a small little itty bitty cloud. It's about the size of my hand out in the distance that, that I can see. But it was the beginning of God answering a prayer. I want you guys to look at Elijah's response in uh, the second half of verse 44. Then Elijah said, go tell Ahab, get your chariot ready and go down so the rain doesn't stop you. <laughs> I think that's so funny. He, you know, he finally got a report. There's a tiny little cloud off in the distance, uh, you know, and, and Elijah's like, go tell King Ahab. He needs to get out of here before he drowns because it's going to rain so much. You think it was an overreaction? 
I don't think it was an overreaction, you see, because this, this takes us to our third point for today, and that is that effective prayers are expectant. Effective prayers are expectant. See, Elijah had prayed with faith that God would answer his prayer. And that's why it was persistent. He knew that God would answer his prayer. He had expectancy that he wasn't praying empty prayers or empty words, or that he wasn't praying to an empty room or, 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 or just throwing empty words out into the sky. He had expectancy. He knew that God was listening. He knew that God was on his throne and he knew that he was ruling and reigning and he knew that God would answer. When you pray, do you pray with faith? Do you pray with expectancy? I want you to realize that, that when you pray, you are praying to a God who listens to you. You're praying to a God who loves you. You're praying to a God who listens to his children. And so we go on to read in verse 45, in a little while, the sky grew dark with clouds and wind, and there was a downpour. After a long drought, after three and a half years of no rain, God finally sends the rain. God answers the prayer of Elijah. These are the qualities of an effective prayer. Effective prayers are humble. Effective prayers are persistent. Effective prayers are expectant. And God finally brought the rain. God answered Elijah's prayer. Now, here's what I don't want you to understand. Don't, don't mistake me, okay? I don't want you to think that you're going to get whatever you ask God for, that you're going to get every single response to every single prayer, that God is going to yes uh, and amen every single thing that you ask of Him. Uh, you know, maybe you're thinking uh, you, you want a genie because a genie will grant your wish. God is not a genie. That is not God's job. But God does always answer. You may not always like God's answer, but he always answers. Sometimes it's a yes, sometimes it's a no, sometimes it's a maybe later. But God always answers. But we have the promise. And we know with confidence that God listens to our prayers, that he's hearing us. And why is that? Why do we know? Why can we have this confidence? And the reason we can have this confidence that we can approach God is because of Jesus. Is because of what Jesus did to us, because Jesus gives us access. And I would love for you guys to read with me Ephesians chapter 3, verse 12. Let's read this verse out loud together. Ready, go. In Him we have boldness and confident access through faith in Him. In who? Who is that Him? It's in Jesus. In Jesus we have boldness and confident access through faith in Him. You see, before Jesus, we experienced a broken relationship between us and God. There was brokenness. There was, there was a void. There was a gap. There was space between us and God. Our relationship was broken because of sin. But God, in His great love, sends Jesus to live, uh, to live among us. Emmanuel, God with us, to live, uh, with, to put on flesh and bones, uh, to live the life that you or I could not live. He lived a perfect and sinless life, making Him the perfect sacrifice to die in our place. And Jesus lives the perfect life, and then He, he dies the death on us. And Jesus dies on the cross for you and for me to atone for our sin. And three days later, by the power of the Holy Spirit, God raises him from the grave so that we can experience forgiveness of sin. And in his new life, we can have newness of life. 
And all we have to do in order to experience forgiveness of sin and new life is put our faith in Jesus. And that sacrifice, that, 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 that resurrection power is what grants us access to God. This is why we can have the confidence that when we approach God, He listens to us because Jesus gives us access. Our relationship with God is reconciled and we now have access to God the Father. The reason why I know, and I can be confident in telling you, that you can call out to God, that you can pray to Him, you can humbly approach His throne and boldly pray these prayers is because Jesus gives us access. Now let me ask you guys a question. What are you praying for? Come on, let, let's, let, let's get down to the nitty gritty. Let's get serious here. What have you been praying for that you've given up on? For some of you, maybe it's some of the things I mentioned before. It's that relationship. It's that marriage. It's the finances. It's a situation. It's a sickness. What have you given up on praying for? Effective prayers are persistent. Don't give up. God always answers. You may not always like what He answers, but God always answers our prayers. Sometimes it's yes. Sometimes it's no. Sometimes it's maybe later. Our prayers don't change God's heart, but our prayers will always change our heart. And that's, your, that's what we should pray, for God to align our hearts with His. God, not my will be done, but Your will be done. What have you been praying for that you've given up on? Let's continue to pray. And I invite you guys on Friday nights, every Friday, at 7 p.m. on Facebook Live, we are praying because we desperately need God. Especially in the middle of all this, I know a lot of people are experiencing anxiety and stress and fear. People have lost their jobs. There's a lot of hopelessness. Guys, we need to pray. So I invite you to pray with me this Friday at 7 p.m. Talking about prayer, why don't we pray right now? God, we humbly come before you, Father. Lord, we prostrate our hearts before you, God, in humility. Knowing, God, that you are God, we are not. You are mighty. You are strong. You are faithful. You are loving. You are kind. You are in control, God. And we humbly approach you, Father. You know, God, so often we feel like giving up. I know that there are many right now that are listening to me, Lord, who have given up on their prayer for uh, for whatever reason, God. Lord, I just pray, Father, that, that you would help us by the power of your Holy Spirit to be persistent in our moments of prayer. That we would be hopeful, God, as we cry out to you. That we wouldn't give up praying for that lost relative or family member or, or friend or neighbor. God, that we wouldn't give up on praying for our marriage or our spouse or our children. That we wouldn't give up, Lord, in praying for and asking and begging for healing, Father, from whatever sickness we may be experiencing. And God, I pray that you would grow our faith to trust in you, God. To trust in you no matter what, that we might be expectant for you to respond and for you to do your will in our lives. That we might pray with great expectancy because you are God and we can trust in you. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.